right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 175 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. If this is your first time here, I want to welcome you to the show. If you enjoy it, please consider subscribing. If the app you're using to listen to me enables you to rate the show or leave some kind of feedback about the show, I'd ask that you consider leaving a four-star or a five-star rating, and please do leave feedback about the show. When you do this, what happens is the Ranting Weight Watcher shows up just a little higher on the list, and if someone else should be using the same app as you and is looking for a weight loss-related podcast, they would find the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast a little bit easier just because of your rating and your feedback about the show. The best thing you can do to support this show is literally share it to anyone who will listen to you. Anybody you know that's in the same position we are in, trying to become healthy, trying to lose weight and do the right thing for themselves to give themselves longevity and trying to stay motivated in order to do so, please tell them about the show. Tell them how to find it. Well... I got lots to talk about. Let's get into this. Journey updates. I am up this week, 0.2. Total since January 2019, I am down 173.8 pounds. So at this point, it looks like I am maintaining. And as you, if you're here long enough, you know that When I hit the 150-pound milestone, I spent a year in that vicinity not even realizing that I was basically just maintaining and not continuing to lose weight. So needless to say, I am on high alert when the needle isn't moving right now. So I took a look and I noticed something in the WW app that my daily points total went down. Now, this is... One of the disadvantages of when you are tracking in multiple things, you don't realize when things change. And especially when you track so far in advance as much as I do, because I eat the same foods all the time, you don't realize things change and then things slips right by your view, right? So at some point, maybe when I hit the 175 pound mile, so I'm not really sure, but at some point, my daily points total went from 31 to 29, and I don't know exactly when that was. So this let me think, because the other app that I use to track macros, it is 
it doesn't update automatically. The macros are set to whatever I want them to be, right? So it led me to think maybe I should go and redo my caloric intake calculator just to see if anything changed there. Because, you know, logic tells you if your daily points total at the WW app changed, maybe your caloric intake should change, right? So I went to the calorie calculator website and I put my information in again and it turned out to be about 100 calories less than what I was taking in or 150 calories, I should say. So when I had started this whole macro process, I was at 2,300 calories per day. So now I'm at 2,150. Instantly, I made the switch and we are on our way and it was pretty easy deciding what foods to eliminate because there were a few things that really weren't necessary in the daily intake and probably adding a bunch of unnecessary salt. So I eliminated a couple of things per day. And since I eat them almost every day of the week, it was an easy way to eliminate 150 calories without even blinking. But that led me to think, you know, when the world is telling you seductive messages like you can eat what you want and still lose weight. A lot of times these messages are very dangerous. Can you eat what you want and still lose weight? I would say you can eat what you want and lose weight. There's a lot of context that's missing there, right? For a certain amount of time, you can eat what you want and lose weight. And at some point you'll find that you cannot anymore eat what you want and lose weight. Things slow down, things stop. And a lot of people would think in this moment that that's a plateau. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. If I had looked at my scale going up and down within a few ounces here over the past few weeks, I, if I had just said to myself, well, it's a plateau, keep pushing through. How long do I need to wait before I realize something needs to change? Now, when you cut calories might cause you to have to change the food you eat, right? Because if a certain food item is there and it's just not going to fit anymore, you might have to remove it. I mean, forget about the calorie part of it. If your points drop in WW... At some point, the amount of points you have aren't going to dictate or allow you to eat the way you used to eat. I mean, I could tell you this from experience. When I started, I had 54 points per day in 2019. 54 points per day. I literally had to change nothing about what I was eating. There were so many things I still ate that I ate before I even walked into WW. All I had to do was make sure I measured how much of it I was eating so I knew how many points to take off the calculator, right? And time went on. I lost a bunch of weight. And you know what happened when I lost a bunch of weight? I lost a bunch of points. And at some point, I had to... I was reevaluating my daily points total and realizing... Certain things I was eating could no longer fit. 
holding on to the idea that you can eat what you want and lose weight doesn't always fit. It's a seductive idea. And I hate that it, the saying even exists. But there is a time and a place when things need to change. And so just like this now, where I noticed, and the only reason I noticed so late, I don't even know when did it change, right? But because I track so far in advance and because I do all these things so much in advance, if I had done them on a daily basis, maybe I would have noticed sooner. But I don't. It's not the way I do things, and it is what it is. But I told you that it's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent, right? So now that I have noticed that the points total went down, I realize that something also must need to change in the macro side of it. So I went to the calorie calculator, find out, hey, I really should drop another 150 calories in order to keep going here. I removed in that moment two items that I eat on a daily basis that enabled the 150 calorie reduction. I made a choice relatively quickly to do away with these items in order to continue my success. Will this guarantee success next week? No, that's not what that's that's not what this is about. It's about knowing that no matter how seductive the message is, at some point reality's got to hit. There's so many of you that start out, and me included, because I had the high points. I took my old life right into my new one. So when I say my old life, I mean pre-WW. And when I say my new life, I mean after starting WW, right? So because I had so many points, I took my old life into my new life and I was relatively seamlessly able to do that. Not everybody, when they transition, has this ability because they may not get as many points as I did. I mean, you'd have to be pretty large to get 54 points, right? And as I was, about 400 pounds. But I took my old life into my new life. All of the things I like to eat on a daily basis almost seamlessly fit into my new life. There are a lot of people out there that hear the message, you can eat what you want and lose weight. And they attempt to take their old life into their new life. And the amount of points they have been given simply will not allow that. But they've been told they can eat what they want and lose weight. They would say to me, Don, they told me. That's what they said. They're the ones running it all. And they're right. They're absolutely right. That's exactly what is said. The problem is, if your old life worked to lose weight or to become healthy, 
would you need to join this program at all? If everything you did would fit into your new life, would you need to pay to be a part of the program? That's the important thing to note here. So many people want to hang on to what they had because they feel like they need it. They feel like it's there and it's just comfortable and that's what I've always done. And these are part of the uncomfortable decisions I had to make at some point in my journey. When I lost enough points that measuring what I ate from my old life didn't work anymore, I then had the idea to, all right, let's just find some new food that we like that's point-friendly. So it wasn't about finding new ways to pretend I was eating something from my old life. It was about, let's look at all of the lower point foods. Let's taste everything. And let's see what we like. And let's make a library of food that you know you'll like. Because if you like what you're eating, you're more likely to succeed, right? So that became the next part. That was... If you really think about this, that was my first or second sacrifice. My first sacrifice when I joined WWE was my time. And I tell everybody this. That's your first sacrifice. People don't like to think about that word, sacrifice. They don't like that vocabulary when I use it. But it is. It's a sacrifice. You walk into WW on a studio or you join on a virtual and you decide in that moment when you fill out your membership forms or whatever, and you pay, you decide in that moment you are going to, at minimum, sacrifice your time once a week to be a part of this workshop, to weigh in every week, and to be a part of the program. Your time in that moment has been sacrificed. And maybe you're just like me. Maybe you were given so many points that your old life in the very beginning, seamlessly fit into the new life. And all it was about was tracking the right amount so that you didn't go crazy over, right? Getting it all in there so you can fit it all in on a daily basis. But you, And that brought some six... Hey, look, yeah, I'm not... I don't, I'm not bullshitting when I tell you guys that tracking will bring you some sort of success. Because when you track the foods you eat, as long as you're measuring those foods, then there will be some sort of awareness of how much you eat and how much what you're eating is worth, right? So when you do that, then you'll naturally, without even trying you're like okay well i can't have that much of that right and without even thinking about it you're making your second sacrifice here you're saying well i can eat that still but i can't eat that much of it so as long as i have some i could say i'm having it still so first sacrifice is time second sacrifice is the amount of whatever food you enjoy the amount of it has to change because if it didn't, then you wouldn't be in this position and you wouldn't need the program. 
if the amount of food you eat and when you eat it and how you eat it, if none of that mattered, you wouldn't need the program. But it does. And so you do. So your second sacrifice is made that, okay, I could still have it every day, but I have to have a certain amount of it. And just the cut to fit within the range is enough to start bringing the scale down because it's such a drastic caloric reduction from before you started that that naturally is going to start the process of success. And that's when you see big weight losses, you know, when people start out and I mean, oh, I lost five pounds in one week. I lost 10 pounds in one week. So much of that is, you know, just the fact that they decided to drop calories because they were measuring what they ate and they saw what what they were eating was worth and they made some natural adjustments in the name of eating that item. They said, okay, well, I can't eat so much of it. And they controlled how much of it they ate. The second sacrifice. So as you go through time, things slow down. Or maybe you achieve enough success in the beginning without having to have the scale slow down. And the points total changes. And now you're either cutting down the amount of what you eat even more or you're cutting it out altogether depending on how many points it is. This is like what happened to me. That's another sacrifice in that moment. The acceptance that things are changing, numbers are going down, so adjustments need to be made. That The recognition of that leads to the next sacrifice. When I made my transition to start to look at all of the foods that would enable me to eat as much food as possible, enjoy the food I was eating, and stay within the amount of points that WW gave me, that was a successful sacrifice, a successful transition. Because I found food I enjoyed. I had to leave behind some foods that were way too high in points in order to make the days work. I still had those points or those items once in a while. So in other words, Things happened seamlessly in the beginning and I was eating the foods I wanted every day. But the amount of those foods is what changed. It was controlled, right? And then when the points dropped, they no longer fit. But just so they weren't missed, I made special arrangements that they would fit at least one day a week. So they went from being every day to one day a week. But they were still there. This is another sacrifice. This is another lesson learned in the process. All of these things need to be paid attention to. 
if they didn't need to be paid attention to, we wouldn't be in the position we're in and we wouldn't need the programs we need. It's that simple. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. I now present to you the Ranting Weight Watcher Accountability Creed. If you choose this day to say this creed, you are accountable to me, the author. You are also accountable to all of those before you who have taken the creed and all of those after you who will take the creed. But most of all, you are accountable to yourself. Now recite with me the accountability creed. Nothing can stand in my way because I choose to be unstoppable. My challenges crumble in my presence because I choose strength when I am weak. My insecurities have no power over my life because I choose confidence in the face of fear. I own every last one of my mistakes because I choose growth over mediocrity. The mirror and the scale are powerless because I move forward in spite of the result. Circumstances are not obstacles because I see solutions instead of problems. The demons of my past can no longer torment me because I choose to renew my mind daily. All things are possible as long as I believe because if God is for me, who can be against me? This is the creed I declare each day. It is about what I do, not what I say. I will learn the work that needs to be done. I will never stop, even when I've won. I will work consistently, no matter the cost. I refuse to believe that all hope is lost. I will work when I want to. I will work when I don't. I will work when they are cheering. I will work when they won't. I will work when it's easy. I will work when it's hard. The atonements that I've made are made with no regard. I will work when it's cold. I will work when it's hot because choices have consequences, justified or not. When I think I know it all, I will start back at one because regardless of what I think, the work is never done. And from this moment forward, when times are tough, I choose to believe that I am enough. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. But I guess who I'm talking to today are the people that refuse to let go of the old life. They don't want to make any of the changes necessary that they know need to be made because nobody, nobody doesn't know. You know that these things need to be made. 
You know there's a healthy way. Everybody knows the way to a healthy life. Everybody. And it doesn't matter who's tickling your ear with the noise, right? It's your choice to listen to the seduction or to do the hard thing and move on. And really, how long you spend in these moments, in these time periods, is completely in your control. Because it is either your willingness to want to, want to let go of these things, or your unwillingness and wanting to hold on to them that's keeping you there, right? That, that, that enables you to stay in place. Because letting go of things as you progress will cause you to continue to progress. But holding on to them as you progress will cause you to become stagnant. You could do the things that I did. You can make it so that you're limiting the amount in the beginning. And then when you lose points, you're limiting the days. At some point, you have to decide, you have to know that it may not be even once a week that you can have these things. It all depends on the situation. It all depends on what you want. If you want continued success, sacrifices will always be there ready to be made. And your choice to make them or not is what's going to keep you where you are or propel you forward. Whenever you hear these words that sound seductive, that are pleasing to the ears because it means that you can continue with what you enjoy, you have to consider the source. You have to consider what does the entity have to gain from me staying right where I am? What does the entity have to gain? It's a hard pill to swallow. I don't know that of all of the things when I think back of all the things I've sacrificed in this process. I can't tell you I honestly miss any of them. And if I went back to eating some of those things today, I probably would be sick and on the toilet for days. I don't know if I ever told this story before, but uh, I want to say it was, maybe it was year two or going into year three. I just, out of nowhere, I got in the mood I wanted a Big Mac. I had to have a Big Mac. And it had been years at that point since I had one. And so I went and I did the kind of approach that I do for holidays. I went out for a nice long walk. I built up some fit points. At the time, they were called fit points. Now they're activity points or whatever, wellness points, weeklies. But at that point, they were called fit, fit points. So in order to enable myself to have that Big Mac, 
I went out, went for a nice long walk, built up the points necessary to have that. And I made sure I had it. The turmoil of what I went through in that moment taught me the lesson of, was it good the way I chose to do this? Was there a plan to build the points and then to spend them specifically on what I was had in my mind that I really wanted? That was a good way of doing it. Yes, no doubt about it. It was a good way to enable me to be guilt-free in choosing a Big Mac. Going out for a nice long walk, building up the points necessary, and having the Big Mac. But the lesson came in the aftermath. Like, you gave up this, and now here's what it feels like to really eat it. See, the difference is when you, when you switch your life to make these choices that are so healthy, and then you go back to the things that you loved before in your old life, you realized the feeling you were living in that moment. So when I went back and had that Big Mac and how I felt so sick and not feeling well and on the toilet and all kinds of pain and everything else, I ate it so often that this was a regular part of my life, if I'm really thinking about it. I ate fast food so often that things like this just were normal. And maybe I was causing myself all this pain, but never saw that it was coming from the item. Just thought, hey, I'm not feeling well today. Not, you know, hey, it's just what it is. Not feeling, just not feeling well. Because it was so often and so regular that I would do it. But then going without and deciding, oh, I want, I need to have it. I need to have it. It was like giving myself an enema. And I think that was the last time I ever put a Big Mac to my lips. It was in that moment that I said goodbye officially forever. Because... The what I went through after the, the aftermath of what I went through just was not worth the turmoil. It wasn't and nothing. The taste, the few minutes on my tongue was not worth it. And maybe we all need moments like this to make the lesson learned, right? Maybe we need to say, oh, you know, I really am in the mood for this one thing and then go through the turmoil of what this thing is doing on its way out of your body to really know how bad that food item was. Maybe that was part of my realization. I don't know. Maybe it's not part of your realization. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you have a story like this. Maybe it's not a Big Mac. Maybe it's a different thing. My point in all this is at some point, we have to analyze ourselves we have to take away the fact that we're hearing a very seductive message that allows us to keep things just the way they are. And we have to decide in these moments, what do I want? Am I going toward death or am I going toward life? Am I going toward my goals or am I going back to where I started? 
What am I doing? What is this choice in this moment going to be? A choice toward life or a choice toward death? Don, you're being so extreme. It's not life or death. Everything is life or death. Everything. People just don't like to use those words. Everything, every choice is life or death. Nobody likes to see that the results of certain things that happen in a doctor's office were always something in their control and all of the choices they have made over, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years are exactly why they're there. They would much rather believe a doctor say, well, you're getting to that age. Well, your mother had this. Well, your dad had this, so it runs in the family. There are things that are hereditary. But if we really analyze what they say could be hereditary, is it the item itself that's hereditary? Or is it the behavior that leads to the item? Is diabetes hereditary? Or is the behavior that leads to diabetes hereditary? Is high blood pressure hereditary? Or is the behavior that leads to high blood pressure hereditary? How did we learn how to eat? Where did we learn about nutrition? At our core, at the beginning, where did we learn? Where did we learn what was a normal thing to eat on a daily basis? We learned it at home. So when you're a child and you're making choices that you're making, why wouldn't it translate to adulthood? If it's perfectly normal to eat a Happy Meal three and four times a week when you're a child, how won't it be perfectly normal to eat fast food three and four times a week when you're an adult? People don't like when I talk like this, but it doesn't make what I say less true. Human behavior has been my MO since I started all of this. Everything has been about behavior and not about hereditary uh conditions not about anything else it is about how do you behave diabetes runs in my family does it help you then that you spend so much time eating sweets high blood pressure runs in my family does it help you then to spend so much time eating fried food salty food congestive heart failure runs in my family what is really the hereditary part of it? Is it the condition or is it the behavior that led to the condition? There will be instances where it's the condition. And I'm telling you, those are the exceptions. 
the occurrences where it's the behavior will be many more of the occasion. But nobody will want to see it that way. Nobody wants to see that their own choices have put them in the position that they are in. Hey, look, I didn't like it. I had to see it twice. I had to see it twice. When a doctor was telling me the only way to save my life at 460 pounds was to cut me open and staple my stomach shut, mutilating my body for the rest of my life, I didn't want to see that my choices led me to that moment. I didn't want to see it. And then I found some huge amount of success and completely forgot everything. Completely forgot everything that got me there. When I say got me there, I mean to the highest point, to the worst moment. I forgot it all. And eventually, I returned to the old behavior. And 15 years later, staring at a scale result of 403 pounds after being as low as 277. Do you think I liked the realization that it was me who got me back here? That it was my choices? And it wasn't anything else? And it wasn't hereditary and all that other nonsense? Every bit of it was me. And could I have gone right back under the knife and did all of the same nonsense all over again? And given myself another bunch of years? Could I have done that again? Revision surgery are as normal as the surgery to begin with. Go in there and get a tune-up. Get it all done all over again. And if all you need to do Drop 200 pounds in a year. Take the 15 years to gain it all back. Just to go back under the knife and drop another 200 pounds in a year and start the process all over again. When do you learn the lesson? When is it you? It's up to you to see it. I can't make you see it. All I know is on that day in 2019... When I stared down at 403 pounds, I knew it was me. And I wasn't really willing to hear any other nonsense. There was no enabling me anymore on that day. Because that was the second time in my life I was over 400 pounds. The first time, I could blame it on so many things. I could blame it on uh, poor relationships. I could blame it on so many emotional things. But now, I recreated the same thing. All the way into my adulthood. At some point, 
we have to look in the mirror and we have to say, what is it really that needs to change? Getting to that moment is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. However you get there, you get there. All I can say is I hope you get there before it's too late. Before there's somebody in a white coat saying to you, this is the only option we have. And you're not going to be here much longer, whatever the case may be. Before they're staring at you and they're saying, we need to do a a bypass. We need to put a stent in. You have a 90% blockage. I'm not saying I had all these things. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing numbers out there. It's in these moments you realize how much of life was wasted. It's in these moments you have to be willing to see everything you missed. And if you're given the second chance, it is in these moments where you have to remember how never to go back. My message, it's never going to be a popular one. Let's just face it. I'm okay with that. I know in my heart that it takes a very, very special group of people to not only hear what I'm saying, to listen to what I'm saying, and then to implement change in their life in order to bring about the results I'm saying are absolutely possible. A very, very small group will do all of that. And I'm okay with being here for that small group. But for everyone else, they're just not ready today. Who knows when they'll actually be ready? Tomorrow, the next day, years from now, hopefully they are ready before it's too late. Because here's the realization of what's really going on in the world. You are surrounded by a system that is completely designed so that you eat a certain way, you get sick a certain way, and you die a certain way. And all of that in the process leaves you broke at the end of it all. Because they know if you eat unhealthy, if you're always sick, and you don't have any finances, you can be controlled. That's the truth of it all. That is the entire system in a nutshell. So how do you fight against a system like that? You make sure you do everything in your power to be eating healthy, to be sick as little as possible, and to make yourself as financially stable as you possibly can. If you are all three of those things, You can't be controlled. That's why the system is the way it is. Because they know making those things as hard as they've made them will make it easy for them to control who you are and what you do. So you have to work doubly hard. I don't care what the obstacle is. In order to be fighting that system, eat healthy so that you're never sick and work so hard that you are financially stable that people would think you're crazy to live the way you do. That's the way you fight the system. 
That's the way you can't be controlled. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.